Welcome to the latest installment of the What's Next with Gen X podcast. Switching it up a little bit this week, talking with someone who's nowhere near retirement and my very first female guest. In late June, I attended the Hashtag Sports Conference and got a chance to catch up with WNBA All-Star Janae Agumake. Agumake discussed the most challenging part of her new role with ESPN, the Title IX take that Stanford coach Tara Vanderveer instilled in her players, and of course, sharing the spotlight with her older sister, Neka, who was just named league MVP last season. Lots of laughs and positive energy with this one. I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with Janae Agumake. Talking with WNBA All-Star Janae Agumake. Yes. Got that one right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the 2017 Hashtag Sports Conference, you've had kind of a roller coaster the past yeah. six months. Why don't you fill everyone in on what you're up to? Sure. So um, I played last season in the WNBA, and it was an amazing season. I mean, we, we didn't make the playoffs, but we made huge strides as the Connecticut Sun team. And then I go and play overseas because WNBA players, you know, you play through the summer and then you go play around seas because money talks. Uh-huh. I was in China, and unfortunately, <laughs> China got injured. So I immediately flew back and rehabbed, and, and my life sort of came together. Um, I had opportunities to work with ESPN. Now I'm anchoring a Sports Center Africa, which is really unique and exciting. Thank yeah. you. And then also just training and being the WNBA's ambassador in anything that we need to do to try to put our voices out there. So it's been a whirlwind. I watched my sister win MVP. I watched my sister win a championship. Um, so it's been really cool uh, and so many blessings. Even though you know there, there are challenges throughout the way, especially being a WNBA player, the, the the perks of it are just you know unlimited. And how's that experience been going from you know being on the court to kind of breaking down the action? What's yeah. what's kind of surprised you the most about that transition? So I had a unique transition. So um, I've always told WNBA players work for your transition while you're playing because you mm-hmm. never know when your last game will be. So when I was playing, you know, well, I came in as a rookie into Connecticut, and there's not much to do in Connecticut. Yeah. So um, be careful. I'm from Hartford. I know. I, love the I live in sun. East Lyme, but let's be real. Let's All be right, real. I'll keep it real. You're about two hours south of yes, Boston. Exactly. Three hours. You're in the middle of, of you know connecting, but Connecticut has become our home. Um, and one of the best things about Connecticut is not only playing for the Connecticut Sun, mm-hmm. but then also having the opportunity of ESPN in your back door. Mm-hmm. Right. So the it, only pro team, might I add, yes. in the state of Connecticut, yeah, actually, the we Sun. Just, we just added a new team, which is sort of semi-pro, but um, the New England Black Wolves, so a lacrosse oh. team, also at Mohegan. Oh, awesome. so it's cool. Same ownership, that. which is really neat. Yeah. Um, so basically, I came in as a rookie, and I, um, you know, throughout college, I did ESPN car washes, you know, media tours, yep. and I, yep. and I always made myself available to work with ESPNW. So. When I got injured for the first time, it was after my rookie year, um, the talent booker at ESPN, who's become a personal friend, told me, Chanae, hey, we have a week in which First Take and his and hers needs guest hosts. Can you mm-hmm. come in? I was like, sure. I, you know, I hadn't really watched too much of the, the sports shows because I'm playing. And so I come and I start watching, you know, to prepare. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like huge national mm-hmm. television. Mm-hmm. One's a two-hour debate show. One's a two-hour fun show which has sports and news and pop culture. So I was like, oh my gosh, how much did I bite off? Did I bite off more than I could chew? (laughs) So I I remember I prepared and I went on those shows and it wasn't perfect, but I had a blast. And that pretty much allowed me more opportunities within ESPN. But at the same time, I'm playing. So some years I play, some years, you know, I had a less rigorous schedule. But now, you know, with this last recent injury, 
all those steps I was taking while I was playing and, and rehabbing throughout the past four or five years have come to a perfect career so I don't have to go overseas. I can play in the WNBA and then also um, you know, work on my broadcasting career. What, what's been the hardest part of the broadcast? What, what surprised you? So it's difficult because nerves. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> I have no problem going out and playing in front of millions of people, but then that red light comes on. Right now. <laughs> I know, but the red light comes on and you're sort of like, wait, what was the question? What was I supposed to say? <laughs> you just have to find tricks to prepare yourself. Right. But um, the hardest thing for me particularly is that this sports center role is an anchoring role. And more often, you're with Phil Murphy. Yeah, he's a great yes. guy. I oh, know, I oh know you know him? He's, yeah. he's, he's amazing and he's taught me so much. And I just ride his coattails all the way through the <laughs> broadcast. But um, I'm sure he rides. I'm sure there's a little bit of a height uh, advantage oh, there yeah, at 6'3. Yeah, exactly. He's actually pretty tall, too. You know, we're, okay. sort, of, nice. we're sort of evenly matched. Dream team there. Exactly. It was a perfect <laughs> pairing. Um, so the hardest part for me was as athletes, you oftentimes, when you want to go into broadcasting, they use, oh, you're a basketball player? Talk basketball, talk NBA. Mm -hmm. You're a volleyball player, talk volleyball in the NCAA tournament. You know, NFL player, you're going to be, you know, we're going to ask you questions about football. This is a whole new skill set. I'm delivering mm -hmm. news. I'm reading highlights. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm also trying to interject my personality in a show that is so flagship for ESPN, mm -hmm. SportsCenter. That's the show. Yeah, fast-paced. So there's a huge learning curve, mm -hmm. and I look to my left, and I look at guys like Phil who have worked their whole mm -hmm. career for this opportunity. I'm like, I just got here, you know, and, and it's one of the platforms that being an athlete gives you. But at the same time, I feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's so much on my plate to try to learn what the industry is trying to refine you in in such mm -hmm. a short amount of time. I'm already going on live, so I'm pretty much faking it to make it every yeah. day. But, <laughs> but every day I feel a little bit more and more comfortable. So the hardest thing for me is just learning a completely new skill set that most athletes don't have or do. And, you know, you've mentioned the WNBA and being an ambassador for the sport. And I saw on your Twitter feed you were pumping up the, the anniversary of um, Title IX. Yes. Why is that so important to you? Because Title IX gave us our opportunities, um, everything. You know, I grew up in an age where I've always had the WNBA. I've always had the opportunity to play overseas. I've always had a scholarship, you know, idea, concept in my head. But 50 years ago, or exactly 45, it was a different ball game. And mm -hmm. I played for Hall of Fame coach Tara Vanderbilt. And Coach Tara always reminded us that she was even lucky because by the time she went into coach, Title IX gave an opportunity, it gave her a path. So she always reminds us about respect and how we should respect the game and respect each other. And um, the cool thing is that this year, it's really special for my sister and I because we participated in the NCAA PSA. Okay. So at the end of some collegiate games, the NCAA has a PSA that essentially celebrates the essence of Title IX uh, in its anniversary year. So at the end, my sister and I say, genders don't play sports, athletes do. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, it just speaks volumes to where we are and reminding people that, hey, everybody who plays as an athlete is valid. Everyone should be able to pursue this pathway because it teaches you so many good things, core characteristics like teamwork, hard work, work ethic. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Title IX is everything. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are today, hashtag sports probably, <laughs> if they didn't carve out a lane for women's voices to be heard. Well, and I heard you speak earlier and you were great you were so much fun to listen to and you said that you still have a ways to go and you you think about where the WNBA is at and where the NBA is, mm -hmm. is at what do you what would you say is the biggest hurdle that you guys still need to overcome I think we have the best product our league is amazing like what we're doing on the court Stern was saying John Wooden said it earlier oh, because yeah. you guys have have the basics down yeah, we have, Pat, yeah and you look at the NBA finals guys LeBron says oh what am I going to do the first thing he says is watch the WNBA Draymond Green says he watches <laughs> yes. the WNBA because he game learns skills and, game. yeah exactly <laughs> game recognized game and so 
I think the only hurdle we have is to be creative in finding ways for people to care about our league. Mm -hmm. Because financially we're doing well, we haven't folded, and most WM, uh, most women's professional leagues have folded. Mm -hmm. um, so we're proud of that being 21 years consistent, but at the same time, we want to get mainstream. We want to continue building. We want to be able to have a fan base that's rabid, because you know what that means? The players, we can be adequately compensated, so we don't have to go to China, to Italy, right. to Russia to go and play. We can play here, be with our family and friends, and not miss out on those key moments. How, um, I was going to say, time for two more questions? Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, how important, I was checking out your Twitter, yeah. and I was checking, I was creeping your gram, <laughs> and I saw the pictures from, you know, you were able to bring your dad on set, yeah. the sports center, that's amazing. How important is it to you, or how do you use social media to promote your personal brand? Because as you said, you yeah. need to be working on your after sports career while yeah. you're still playing. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, social media for me, as much as it's fun, I've realized that it's not worth it to just use it casually. You have to use it with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Because anytime someone sees your tweet, they're going to not just come in with the idea of that's just a human being or someone down the street. They're going to come in with these preconceived notions of that Sinead Gormake. So yeah. if I'm here ripping on the president, you know, that doesn't adequately... Um, I have to remember that, yeah, maybe I consider myself a regular human being, but people see me in a different light and I think that athletes they tend to forget that like we get so caught up in in our feelings sometimes that you tend to mess up your brands um, so have you ever had a moment where you maybe tweeted something or posted something and was like mm. uh, sometimes I mean maybe I have I'm a little edgy but what I do is there's two things I send one to my agent and say hey this is a tweet I'm thinking about doing like is it too far <laughs> what would or, be too far I'm, I mean I'm not even sure like for instance <laughs> I just mentioned ripping on the president like that's yeah. something I would never do mm -hmm. and, and and it's to yeah. me I, I just look at um, our society as like, yeah we may not agree with where everyone what everyone believes but we should be able to have a conversation and dialogue about it um, and I think a lot of times people try to stick themselves on one side or the other, but you know, in real life we're all communicating with each other. So yeah, a lot of times I talk about, you know, I'm very passionate about politics. My mentor was Condoleezza Rice, and I went to Stanford. Not too shabby. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's a good she, company she, to have. I mentioned that casually, but she works in the international relations department at oh, Stanford. Oh, perfect. And that's so what you made Perfect. In, yeah, exactly. So I had this, you know, mindset already. Okay, Stanford is a very liberal institution. But Condoleezza Rice has her own personal yeah. brand. How does she navigate that? So I looked to her, and she taught me so many dif different things. People tend to perceive her differently than the Condoleezza I know. Mm -hmm. So when it's social media, you sort of have to understand all those different facets. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, I've tweeted some things that I sort of deleted. <laughs> but, but at the no end of the day, not, not. I run it through her, my <laughs> okay. agent, and I run it through my who follows me is my, so I'm Catholic. My parish priest back in Cypress, Texas, Father Sean, he tweet, he follows me. So I always think, would Father, what would Father Sean yes. think about this? What would Father that Sean think about advice. this picture? This cute selfie I'm taking. Yeah. So in, in the back of my mind, every time before I press send, well, I'm like, wait, working yeah. the angles too much? Exactly. I'm like, oh, Father Sean's gonna see this, so let me be careful. <laughs> let me be careful. And last question for you: You and your sister's story is just absolutely amazing. Both taken with the number one overall pick. You're both killing it. Your sister was WNBA. Finals MVP. Um, what's it like, kind of having an older sister, you know, kind of paving the way? Or how's that dynamic been? It's cool because you know, as one person waxes, the other person wanes. So, for instance, <laughs> I've gotten injured, and NECA has achieved huge feats on the court. But while I'm off the court, I'm sort of doing my own thing. So it's funny. Um, we just are a team, and we have this unique. We we fell into basketball, and we fell in love with it, and it opened so many doors for us. So to see her succeed is like me succeeding. And when she sees me doing things that typically other athletes don't do, she thinks just as much of it as I do. 
Like, I'm like, oh my God, she's MVP. Like, I can never do that. I don't know if I can ever do that. <laughs> and in her head, she's thinking, oh my God, Sinead's doing the broadcast. Like, that's something I probably could never do. It's just cool. That's how we are. We're best friends first. And, and yeah, you know, three times a year, we got to bang against each other in the paint. But nonetheless, we're a tag team. And we just understand that our stories are intertwined. And, and it makes us unique. We're different. People tend to see us the same because we sort of look the same. But we are completely different, but we support each other nonetheless. How often do you guys talk throughout the season? 24-7. Like, you can see. Like, it's <laughs> Sending literally each other every memes. day. Oh, yeah. Pre-game, post-game. Like, we're always talking. Like, today, look, she already – I'll just give you an example. Okay. Um, sweet, FaceTime me, please. I'm one of oh, yeah. two sisters. I oh, knew there's four of you guys, so I get it. Yeah, lots so. of emojis. I like just, just, just left Hartford. Cool, coming soon. Did you make it? Yep. Did the so I, I'm going to the NBA Awards. Did the uh, makeup artist respond? Yes, all set. Sweet. Facetime. She wants to see my makeup. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's hilarious. So I mean, that we just are in constant conversation. Um, and so you know, you're doing this thing with um, ESPN Sports Center. What what's next for you? What should we expect from May I have Blue no clue, but so I just met Justin Pugh today. At least uh -huh. my first time. We both were on the panel together, and we both are like we're like soul siblings. You know, super <laughs> fun, uh, loud. Um, yeah, we you just guys love good life. There, yeah. So I think that we might do something together. Who knows if it's a podcast? Who knows if it's a video series? Um, I, so, I mean, who knows what's going on next in the future. I'm going to be working with ESPN, but I'm very versatile in the sense of I'll do WNBA on ESPN. Well, I just came from ESPN Radio. What are you doing with the draft tonight? Oh, so I'm attending the NBA Awards, which yep, is exciting. Yep. So Excuse today, me, you were at the draft. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. at the draft. It was amazing. Yep. I mean, I interviewed all the draftees to get yeah, content saw. for ESPN. Yeah, yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah exactly. you were behind the it scenes. was so yep. much fun. And then um, I also was Putting finding... Putting it on Instagram. Yeah, I saw you of course. Throw you know, I had to. I had to let people know I was at the draft interviewing because, you know, these are first <laughs> for me. Hashtag just saying. Yeah, hashtag just saying. Exactly. <laughs> like, these are first for me, so I got to put it on yeah, the ground. Yeah, <laughs> But um, honestly, like, I, I just keep... I, I've always been a yes woman. So since I was yeah. in high school, there's media. There's someone that wants to understand me. I said yes because yes. I know that Thank you the more they yes know, oh, of course, of course, <laughs> the more they know about us, the more they care about our game, and that's what our game needs to grow and sell tickets and then you know help us out in the long run. So being a Company yes woman, girl. exactly. I mean, but that's how we yes. are in sports. Yes. Every woman is like that in sports. We have to hustle and pound the pavement because we know no opportunity is really just gonna come and say, here you go, this is what you're gonna do. Right. We have to fight for it. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I have no clue what the future holds, but I'm excited yeah. for what I'm doing right now. You know, last question. I keep, I'm like keeping an eye on your agent. Um, what would you say? You keep talking about all these opportunities that playing sports has afforded you. What What do you look back on and say, Oh my God, I can't. This has been amazing. Um, first of all, Stanford University. The experience yeah. was overall. Unreal. I love like you guys' focus on education. Thank it's so you. important. It's Thank so you. important I mean, for young women to see it's, that. It's key. I mean, a lot of times when I go and run basketball camps or talk to young basketball players, I always say, Hey, as great as it is that I'm a WNBA player. What helps you out is if you have good grades, then more schools will look at you. If you have bad grades, then you only select yourself to the schools right. that only really care about your athletics. So um, education is key, but I think the biggest experience for me has been so far like getting drafted. Um, when I got drafted and was selected number one, my sister and I, were we sort of looked at each other like, how the heck did we get here? Because we were two gangly young girls in, out of Cypress, Texas that didn't really know much about basketball. Our parents put us in it and told us that, hey, no matter what you're doing, that's the lesson they're trying to teach. Do it to the best of your ability. I know you guys are having fun at school. We need y'all to do something to tire you out before you come home. I'm Lots so, of energy. Exactly. So People they say, put us I'm high energy, and I'm like, We are. Oh. We are soul sisters, too. 
Um, so yeah, they put us in there and they said, do what, do to your best ability, play. And that was a life lesson. So um, basketball transformed our lives, gave us the opportunity to be at Stanford. And then when it came to draft night, my name was called and we looked at each other and we're like, wow, we just made history as siblings. Yeah. It just honestly was like, how the heck did we get here? I mean, life is an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, if I had to guess, the sky is the limit for oh, thank you, McKay. Thank, thank you so you. much for your time. Nice meeting yeah, nice you. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget the pod is available on both iTunes and SoundCloud, so make sure you subscribe. Huge thanks to everyone with the hashtag sports conference for making this pod possible. And finally, for everything trending in the sports world today, keep it locked on the spun.